We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the Parenting Breakdown. I'm your host, Rachel. I am a social worker, a mom to two young children, and a consultant to some of the most high-pressure schools in the country. And I'm raising my kids with this guy right here. That'd be me. Hey, Rach. Hey, Matt. Hi, listeners. Good to be with everyone again. My name is Matt. I used to be in the world of New York City politics, and a few years ago, I left that behind and became an executive coach. And now I work with teams and leaders, figuring out how folks can be the best version of themselves, which is what we're trying to do with parents. That's right. Look at what does it mean to be the best versions of ourselves as parents? What gets in our way? It's not always fun. It's not always easy, but <laughs> it's, it's always not. there. So what question do we have today? Yeah. So let's get into the question. Yeah. This parent wrote in, I really am trying to understand my child more and how can I help them with their emotions and anxiety? Mm. Right. Let's dive into that. What comes up for you, Matt, when you hear that question? What comes up to me is... That historically, whenever I've confronted a hard situation with our kids and they're having a hard moment, I think that I tend to go into playful mode really quick, which we've talked about is Mm. a great thing, but not always a great thing. Right. When it's being used to help kids with hard things like transitions or to connect. I think play is great when it's being used as a distraction, when an emotion actually needs to breathe. Right. Right. I think that's hard when our kids historically have gotten upset about something. Yeah. I don't want to get into the mix. And so let's just do something to distract you from the moment. And probably in 10 seconds, we'll be onto another topic. Yeah. Because I, finding whatever's happening in front of me very unpleasant. Mm -hmm. I want to move through it. And I think that the quickest way and the happiest way for everyone to do it is just to forget what's happening. (laughs) And that once they see a shining object that's different, then they'll want to just be attracted to that and just get over whatever the thing is that they were upset about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get that. I just think what that takes away is giving kids an opportunity to learn how to deal with emotions in good ways. I see that. Yeah. And I'm not saying there might be moments where they're starting to get upset about something and you can use some humor and it's a minor moment and you pivot. But then there's other moments where we want to give their emotions room because it's a skill. This is a social emotional skill. And we learn how to move through emotions in healthy ways by having the space to move through emotions in healthy ways. Right. Right. Like it's almost you're saying that For kids, in order to grow up and actually figure out how to handle hard moments and difficult situations as a grown up, they need the space to start practicing when they're kids. Yeah, it's a skill like any other skill. Yeah, right. It's funny. I don't we don't think of it as a skill, though, right? Learning how to deal with your emotions. Yeah. Well, yeah. And look at the state of our country and world. We don't. don't. But why don't we? Because I think we have devalued 
social, emotional health and child development. We've devalued that for so long. Right. right? It just feels like it's a choice that anyone could make at any time to deal with something in a mature fashion. Well, and that gets us into so much trouble with our with each other and with kids because behavior is communication, okay. right? So when a kid is having yeah. a hard moment, yeah. kids are communicating that there's something that is not working for them. And the main way we help our kids with their emotions is by being in the experience with them, mm. by leaning in, by validating the yes. emotion. Like think about yourself. Right. Or me. <laughs> okay, I can think about you. <laughs> think about me when right. I'm having an emotional right. experience. If you just tried to distract me. It, it works great. Yeah, no, right. It, that it feels pretty invalidating. It right. feels pretty dismissive. And when you said before that you think that whatever they're having feelings about is ridiculous. <laughs> So I think think, sometimes I don't. Yeah, I think that's true. It feels that way sometimes. Well, right. So I I don't think we can help someone with their emotions if we're relating to their emotions as ridiculous. Right. The only way we can actually help someone with their emotions is by seeing their emotions as valid. Right. There's a couple things, right? There's in the moment, how do you help your kids with anxiety and different emotions that this person's asking about? I do workshops about this all the time. I talk about the three C's. Tell me, what are the three C's? (laughs) The first C is checking in with yourself as the adult because what gets in the way usually of us being able to lend our calm to kids to send signals of safety, which is what helps kids to regulate. What often gets in our way is our own thoughts and feelings and stress responses. So we might be, oh my God, this is happening again. What does this mean? Is it always going to be like this? All those thoughts, signs that we are triggered, we are having a stress response. So the first C is check in. We notice, we say like, how am I doing right now? Because often we're just on autopilot reactive mode. We can't help our kids when we're in that place. We have to be present. Okay. So it might mean you start with your body because your body tells you when you're stressed mm. and it's a more neutral place to check in than your thoughts, which can take you on quite a journey. So if you notice my heart's racing, my palms are sweaty, I'm tensing up, I am stressed right now. And that sounds like a little thing, but we don't really no, recognize makes, yeah, when no, we're stressed. I, yeah, that and makes sense. knowing that you are stressed and being able to move then to the second C, which is calm yourself down. Yeah. Hearing you say that just made me take a deep breath. Oh, good. So. so the first C is check in. The second C is calm ourselves first. Again, we're talking about focusing on ourselves as parents. So we might take some deep breaths. Some people have to leave the room for a second and get some space. Yeah. That's when you might do something silly or fun to break up the moment and then you can come back to it. Right. Right. The third C is connect. Connect. So after we are calm, then we can connect with our kids. And that's where we want to validate emotion. Well, do you want to give an example of what that looks like in real time? From this morning? Yeah. Yeah, we did just go through this. I mean, I think it'd be helpful. Sure. So this morning, our little guy 
who's on edge right now. He's not just, sleeping well. He's been sick. He's been sick. He's not sleeping well. And as a neurodivergent kid, when he doesn't get enough sleep for a stretch, when he's sick, it really rocks his body, yes. his nervous system. So this morning, we were about to get ready. We we're to about to get ready to go to school. And one of the things we've been talking about is having some more visual cues for him around getting dressed, which helps him generally. He loves like signs and bathrooms that show you how to wash your hands. Right. He's, he, he yes. really loves those, right? He can follow the steps. He really likes it. Yes. Yes. It's great. That's how one way how his brain learns. Right. We know that verbal processing is a little bit harder for him sometimes, yeah. especially when he's distracted on his screen, yeah. for example. So when we write it down, when we do pictures, it helps. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to help him this morning because he's on edge and I, we, I know it's going to be hard. So I wrote down the steps that we usually do for getting dressed. I tried to throw in some funny pieces and just what we do every sure. morning. I presented the list to him. Yes. And he got very overwhelmed. Go? <laughs> it went terrible. Yes. He got very overwhelmed and he started crying and crumpling it up and yeah. ripping up the paper. And yeah, he was not appreciative of your efforts to <laughs> decide now, to in unilaterally help him. Right. And in retrospect, I know why. I know that he likes to make the lists with us. Right. And he he's really needing to have more of a sense of control right now anyway. Yes. So I can understand from his perspective that seeing this list, he didn't have any part in making it. It was it was full of expectations for stuff that he was going to do, which he likes to do if he's part of it. I see why that set him off. Yeah. But I didn't anticipate it. And yeah. I have to, you know, that's yeah. where I give myself some compassion. Sure. So he got really upset. Zero to 10, because he was pretty like, okay. So then I... How do you help them through an emotion? Yeah. So this was not an emotion. Where I knew not to try to crack a joke right. at this point. This there was no space here to cracking jokes. He was pissed. He was upset. Right. So this was not about cracking jokes. This was about being with him in this journey. So I sat down. I always try to get low on their level. I sat down and I, my desire is to try to fix it, but I can't fix it. We can't fix their emotions. We can't fix their anxiety. We just have to witness it and be in it with him. And that's what I'm just saying to myself is just be in it with him. And I ended up asking if he wanted to take some deep breaths and he didn't. He wanted to take shallow breaths. Opposite of deep right? breaths. <laughs> right. That's what he wanted to do. And I had said, when I do that, my body can start to feel a little more worried and he didn't really care about that but then I like thought and this is where knowing your kid yeah. helps that he would be interested in learning about the amygdala and what's the amygdala yeah so the amygdala is the fear center of your brain gotcha. it's in the back of our brain one of the earliest parts evolutionarily of our brain and why'd you bring it up at and that I moment? brought it up because there's research that says it takes about 20 to 30 seconds of deep breaths or doing something to calm your body gotcha. to send messages gotcha. to your amygdala gotcha. that there is not a threat. Gotcha. That like the So your amygdala is firing and yeah. the, bre the breathing will actually help right. relax it. Right. You're like, the lion is not good, coming for me. <laughs> good, good, no, good thing to, for everyone to know. Right. So, so I explained it to him because I know he's really interested in body parts yeah. right now and it really shifted it, it for did, him. Yeah. It, you also were saying, I can see you're really upset. I can, you were definitely validating his feelings during this process as well. Yes. You weren't doing, I think I would just be like, 
hey, buddy, let me tell you a cool fact about the brain. Right, right, right. No, we spend some time in the feeling. Yeah. We spend some time in the feeling. I was feeling uncomfortable as you were. I was just sponging the counters while I was Yes, you were. I was like, I don't quite know how to contribute here, so I'm just going to try to. Yeah, well, cleaning is always a good way to contribute to the the total load of the house. Yeah. Yeah, we sat with the emotion for a while. That's actually the first thing, right? It was like he crumpled up the paper and threw it. And I was like, oh, you're upset. And I said, I know you like to do that with me. I'm sorry that I did that without you. I can see that really upset you. And he, I think, calmed a little bit from that. And, you know, we had a few minutes of just like, you seem upset and I can understand that. And just like really validating it. If I was coming from a place of this is ridiculous, this is ridiculous. I made this, which would be easy to do, like you're saying in it. So Point being, it's all about our mindset. Right. If we want to help our kids learn how and have the experience of moving through their emotions and their anxiety in more affirming ways, like we have to be in the mindset that this is valid, these emotions are hard, and I can help this kid through it. Yeah. Not by fixing, just by being with them. Yeah. And I promise every time I do that. And and the moral of the story is we did actually go get him to school. He went to school. He did. He was, it took a couple of minutes, figured it out. And it was, I think, to everyone's benefit. Yeah. He was able to work through it, even though it was like a pretty hard moment. We didn't have to necessarily end up in staying in that. And I think if you had just further power struggle. Now it's time to go and we have to do it. He just would have flipped out. Or we would have been carrying him kicking and screaming to the car. Yeah. Right. It's every situation is different. Sure. And every moment is different. And we know a lot of people whose kids go through school refusal. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to bring up a fact about the amygdala and have that switch, right? So there are times when... But every kid has their stuff that they're interested in. Yes, that is true. And your efforts to help them move through the emotion and that being like a positive experience for them is not contingent upon whether they end up going to school or not. Like there's going to be outcomes of do they go to school, do they do whatever that we can't totally control. You can have an impact on the process that we're going through. So if kids are having a really hard time, what I'm hearing you suggest is staying calm, Right. Checking your own sense of your own body, where you're at, making sure that you're that you're in a place where you can meet them, hearing what they're saying, validating what they're talking about, and then not trying to be wedded to an outcome, but just really be with them in that process. And through our experience, by normally doing that at the end, like you'll, it'll have its moment and then we'll get to the other side of it. Right. Yeah. And the key there is cultivating a mindset that's going to be helpful, recognizing that most of us, like our default mindset in the way that we are again taught to parent in this culture is compliance based. Kids are our property and they do what we need them to do. And if they're not. Right. So we have to first check that mindset and unlearn some of those things so we can show up in a more connected, like we're going to get through this place. And we want to raise kids that are adept at handling emotional crisis. Yes. And I think that- Just big emotions, not crisis. Right. And that's a skill that they have to learn. And as caregivers, that's something that isn't incumbent on us to help teach them. 
Absolutely. And they're looking for us for cues. They're looking for us to make sure that if we're not spiraling, even while they do, and helping them build their muscles, their little muscles on how to navigate these tough moments. Totally. And we're talking today about responding in the moment in helpful ways, right, to big emotions. There's also the piece after the moment has ended of reflecting on this question of what got in my kid's way. Well, and it's funny because we were on driving to school. Yeah. I was like tempted to mm-hmm. bring up what just happened. Yeah. But I didn't. Good. Good. Got to let it breathe. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like, wow, that was really hard. And right. you know, I was like, I, but, but I wasn't trying to let it breathe. I was like, I just don't want to like poke the Retrigger. bear. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I think. But right. maybe later. Well, I think that's our work first. So I think later on for adults, for us as adults, is to reflect on, and depending on how old your kid is, but we should always do it first ourselves. What got in my kid's way? What upset my kid? There's a tool that I'll put in the show notes that I use in my work with parents that's called the iceberg, the emotional iceberg. And it's actually from the book that you have sitting right here, Matt, on our table which is called Beyond Behaviors by Dr. Mona Delahook. And it's a DAP tool that she uses, which is a, if you can picture an iceberg, where the tip of the iceberg, like above the waterline, if you can imagine, is like the emotion that you're seeing or the behavior that you're seeing. And then our work is to look at the majority of the iceberg, which is beneath the waterline, to be like, what are some of the things that are leading to this? And reflect on that. What are the conditions? What are the, as Dr. Ross Green talks about, lagging skills and capacities? Because once we know those things, then we can start to help set up conditions for our kids to be able to do well. We can start to build some of the skills with them to be compassionate towards themselves. So that's our work after the moment has ended, right? Is to really reflect on what happened this morning, what's going on with them, what are the things they need. And when we start to build both of those things, our skills in the moment and our reflection afterwards, then we can often start to get ahead of some of these things at least or to know how to best support them when those moments are happening. And listen, this is really hard stuff. We also always love to hear from you and hear what your struggles are. So as always, feel free to email us at parentingbreakdown at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at parentingbreakdownpod. And again, we're just trying to build this community Just if you're dealing with stuff with your kids and you're having hard moments, just trust us that you're not alone. We're in it. You are not alone. It's exhausting. It's tiring. Mm -hmm. There really is no other choice other than just to get through it and how we show up in that. And again, and if you feel tired and if you feel crappy and if you feel worn out by the constant struggles with your kids, it's just part of the package when it comes to parenting. And there's everyone is having those feelings in their own way. Yes, that's all That's true. right. You talk to parents all the time. Is that accurate? Yes. For all the reasons we've talked about in our other episodes, and if you haven't listened to them, go back and yeah. take a listen. Yeah. Um, right. Episode one, we talk about like nuclear family being such a setup yeah. to, to our parenting stress. Like, there's lots of reasons that we are stressed that are way beyond just that raising kids is stressful. Yeah. It is, but it certainly doesn't have to look like it looks in this totally. culture. And so... 
within that context where, again, we're all dealing with different conditions, different lived experiences, where are the places that we can show up in the ways that we want to be in the world versus dismissing emotions yeah. or punishing emotions. Yeah. And yeah. it's not easy, but it's very possible. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that your kids are never going to have meltdowns. Right. Doesn't mean your kids are not going to have school refusal. Doesn't mean your kids yeah. are not going to go through hard times. They are. But can we stay connected with them and with ourselves? Yeah. And know that we can help them just by helping them be seen and heard. I like that. Well, this was, I found this to be a really interesting conversation today. I think what we're dealing with in our home, I'm sure a lot of folks can also relate to. And again, just know that we're, that you're not alone, that we're all in this together. And that next time, Rachel will tell you two easy hacks <laughs> to be the best parent possible. I'm just kidding. There are no easy hacks. That's no. the whole secret. No, there aren't. Yeah, There aren't. It's just learning how to be with ourselves, be with them. And I do think too, the more we can give them grace for their emotions and lean in, maybe we can do it to ourselves too. Oh, I like that. I like that. We'll be back. Now it's time for our next segment, which is one of my favorite parts of the show, our mm -hmm. parenting highlight and parenting pivot. Rachel, I think this week you have the highlight and I have the pivot. Sure. <laughs> I like that noise. Sure. Yeah. My highlight of the week is that I went out dancing with some Whoa. gals, lovely gals. And it was really fun because I love to dance and it's an aspect of my life that has really dwindled since having kids. And so, yeah, it was really fun to go dancing. It felt like it just was such a kind of self-care for me that I really needed. Yeah. And anytime it's like, it's the night when I was like, yep, I'm going to go. I'm excited. And then it comes down to that night and we've been with the kids all day and we've been parenting and it's tiring. And part of me is just like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to lie on the couch, right? <laughs> but to make the choice to go, which you were encouraging me and I Always. appreciate that. I'm really so glad that you took that time to go dancing with your friends because I know how much you love to dance. I know how much joy it brings you. And someone that really believes in us living a life that's full of joy, I really want that for you. Aww. I really do. I really do. I truly do. And I know that when it comes to yourself that you have a hard time allowing yourself to have that joy, to have that pleasure sometimes. Yeah. And I sometimes who, who, just need Who a, else out there? My guess is all, all the moms listening, raise oh, yeah. your hand if you have a hard time giving yourself things that really bring you joy and pleasure. Yeah. Like it's hard. Yeah. Like we always are feeling like there's something else that we need to be doing. We're just so stressed. And I too be really mindful of what are the things that are actually not just that I'm doing because I have to do them. I love exercise and it's something that I'm doing because I need to do it because yeah. I want my body to be strong yeah. and healthy. But dancing is just a pure, yeah. like fun, yeah. pleasurable thing for well, me. Well, and I know that's how you feel. And I know in the moment when you are like feeling, getting cold feet about it, that mm -hmm. I'm really trying to be supportive and pushing you out the door because I know that once you get there, you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, you know? totally. Well, at this point in the game, yeah. anything in an evening for me is a hard thing to do because I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired and I want to yeah. go to bed early. But yes, we have to sometimes push ourselves out of our comfort zone in order to do the things that give us pleasure yes. because 
like we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast and we'll continue to, if we are not well, if we are not feeling like our needs are being met, including our needs for joy and pleasure and things that have nothing to do with parenting, then it's really hard to show up in these ways. When our cup is full, right? That whole analogy, then we can be more. Yeah. And as the hedonist out of us and the couple, I'm always looking for you to get more pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally. Appreciate Uh, that, babe. And yeah, tell us about the pivot. The pivot, the pivots are like never my best moments. (laughs) And the pivot happened yesterday, I believe, or the day before. It was yesterday, yeah. When our little dude was having some feelings. Mm -hmm, He was mm -hmm. giving me some instructions to follow (laughs) with regards to drawing a three-dimensional cube. And (laughs) I drew a three-dimensional cube, but it was not in the vision that he had in his mind. And he got upset about that. He wanted me to cross it out. And somehow I crossed it out wrong and then it became a whole thing and he got really upset. And then he decided that I needed to leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think he commanded me to move. Mm -hmm. And I just at that point decided like, what if I don't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say no. You were like, I'm not moving. You can move. No, I definitely did not say <laughs> no, But that I was did. the vibe. It's like uh, arms crossed, sitting there declaring that you are like, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I will not have <laughs> my six-year-old. You can't move me. I will not have my six-year-old dictate my body. I right. did not want well, that. Well, and that that's a fair feeling. But I think the frustrating thing about parenting is that unless you take the higher ground, it always just comes back to immediately bite you in the butt. So I made it true. Because they can't take the higher ground. No. In that moment. Certainly not without our help. No. And so I didn't. And what you, whatever happened next is exactly what you imagined, right? (laughs) He got really upset. He got mad. Well, I came down to you just like. Yeah. (laughs) What was I doing? Uh, You were sitting there looking so mad, just rooted in the spot. And he was like, just move, just go. And you were just like, nope. It was a good lesson. This is our real standoff. You don't think that was a good lesson? You don't think he was in a place to receive the wisdom that I was trying to share by my stubbornness in that moment. I was, I would say. Listen, it's not fun having anyone. No. Particularly a, a six-year-old order you around. No. I feel like it's violates some like sense, some like something inside me. Well, Just and like, I think that's a boundary to pay attention to. Sure. I think you don't. But yes, but me. Right. It's about what you're doing. Yes, yes, exactly. It's totally cool for me to recognize that, have that feeling, figure out maybe a later conversation to have with him about how we talk to folks. Or even in that moment, you can still set your boundary. Right. He might be too dysregulated to hear that. He probably was. But I think it's totally fair for you and important for you to be like... So I wasn't taking a courageous moral stand. (laughs) That's what you're saying in that moment. No, I think you were just mad and you were having your own version of a tantrum, right? Uh Which we all can do. I do know we all can do. Which is why I'm saying it, right? Because again, I just want to normalize how messy all this stuff can be. Of course. And it happens to all of us. Like we get triggered and it's... And he did apologize to me later. He was able to give me a half-ass sorry like our older kid. half-ass So I'm glad that was able to do. So we have, well, if you want to hear like, some good half-ass sorry, 
Sorry. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. You don't even, it's just. Well, the sorry is like, whatever. Cause he's, it's, that's not where he's at. The right. sorry just is meaningless. I but, should have dug my heels and then yeah, I'm not leaving I until I go to proper, till I know that you understood what you've done. But this goes back to kids do well when they can. Yeah. He yeah. couldn't do that in that moment because he's not sleeping well, because yeah. he's been sick, because he's right. in a period of burnout, because right. all those things, because he had been having a a fun day, but it was probably way too much stimulation and overwhelm. All these reasons. But sake of this podcast, I'm going to keep digging my heels in (laughs) so I can have good material to share. Well, this will be an ongoing journey for us. Yes, it will. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We greatly appreciate your listening. If you like what you hear, you can feel free to find us on wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review if you feel so motivated. Uh, Helps other people find the podcast that might be able to benefit from it. Yeah, let's juice those algorithms. And email us. We love your questions and we really want to be of support to this community because we're all in this challenging thing together. We sure are. All right. Until next time. Bye. Parenting Breakdown is a Clamor Audio production distributed by the Cloud 10 Network. Hosted and executive produced by me, Rachel Hennis. And me, Matt Borden. Executive produced by Aaron Hilliard. Clamor General Manager, Rich Statter. Associate Producer, Ethan Aronson. Post-production supervised by Devin Ruskin. Production Assistant, Samara Mullick. Special thanks to Sim Sarna and Saiba Krieger at Cloud10.